So we are given this wonderful piece of scripture from Ephesians chapter four. Many scholars think that not only did this letter from Paul go to the Ephesians, but it was probably circulated to many other Christian communities. So today how, I think it's just kinda neat that now it's our turn to hear from Paul's letter. We are now the ones who get to hear the good news of both law and grace. The passage we have today is very important in the form of this letter because the passage that we heard Kathy proclaim is kind of the hinge. It holds together everything that Paul has just said and then it becomes a way in which now we hear of how we're supposed to live everything out. Remember with me that the first couple chapters, it's only six chapters long, the Ephesians. But the first couple chapters, Paul has made a point to let us know that we are part of God's kingdom. We are called into God's kingdom of light and life. Life for who we are and where we are right now. We're a part of that. And as being part of the kingdom of God, we are part of God's body, which is the church. That's the gift that we are given. And then we hear this particular passage where Paul now goes into more details of, well, what does it look like to live this out loud, to have this identity, to have this promise? What does it look like? I have the image that as Paul is writing this, it's almost like he's a dad, a loving, a loving father, and he is sitting down with his young adult children And he says to him what we hear in this passage. He says, I beg you, please walk in such a way that is worthy of the calling that you have been called. Walk in such a way that people see and know that you are part of the body of Christ, that you're part of the kingdom of life. but he doesn't stop there. Walk in such a way that you are worthy of your calling, but then he says more. With all humility and gentleness, with patience. Has anybody here ever said, Lord, give me patience and give it to me now? Walk in such a way that you are worthy of the calling with humility, with gentleness, with patience. But then there's more. Bearing with one another in love. Making every effort. That's the hard work. Making every effort to maintain the unity of the spirit in the bond of Christ. We have been given this unity of the spirit. It's been forged by Jesus' death and resurrection, we are part of that. 
Now we get to do everything we can to maintain that so that all God's people may know peace, so that all God's people may thrive. Well, I came across a wonderful example of what this, what these verses look like in our daily life and in our culture today. It's a video that actually kind of brings us back to what Pastor Sarah had to share a couple weeks ago. It's a video of the end of a marathon that took place in Texas. As you watch this, I want you to pay attention not only to the runner, but pay attention to the young lady that is also a runner who comes alongside of her. Let's watch that now. This is just class right here by both of them. Another fall. We just all want her to just get there. She's given everything she possibly has to get to this finish line. She is literally, from where we sit, we can see she's less than 50 yards from the finish. Sold a phenomenal athlete and triathlete, great runner. She's uh, just willing herself there. Uh, and this is, this is our winner, ladies and gentlemen. This is not normally what you expect to see at the finish of a marathon. But Chandler Self has run herself to complete exhaustion, and she is so brave. This is incredible. And she's running fast. Remember, she's 30 minutes and slower than what the time is because she started earlier. She is still going to run the marathon in under two hours and 54 minutes. Yeah. She made it to the end. But only because that other runner came alongside of her. I did some research in it, and the the young lady who came alongside, Ariana, she was a high school senior at the time, and she was part of a team of runners that was running that marathon. Could have been so easy for her just to fly by, just to run past that other runner, but she didn't. But I want you to hear what she has to say. So let's listen to what Ariana has to say. The only thing that I could think of to do was to pick her up. (laughs) So I picked her up, and I think she was a little confused at first. Um, But no way. Was was I just going to start sprinting and leave her there? So um, I picked her up. We started jogging a little bit, and she just kept collapsing like every every few feet. And you saw those last 20 meters. She was just down, and I was so worried she was not going to make it. So I picked her up with like all my might. Yeah. And um, right when we got to the finish line, I just kind of pushed her in front of me so she would be the one to cross that line and she grabbed the tape and she held it up and she fell across the finish line. She... But she did it. Yeah. Here again what Paul says. I'll say run in such a way that you are worthy of the calling that you have been given. Making every effort to maintain unity of the bond of peace, unity of the spirit. It would have been so easy for her just to have left that other runner and walked by. But she made every effort at that point in the marathon and together both of those runners thrived. Paul tells us, do every single thing you can And like that loving parent sitting down with the young adult, please do everything you can. And it is not always easy. 
but do what you can to maintain that bond of peace and the unity of the Holy Spirit. Well, there's another video that I wanna share with you. And it's one that I've had for quite a while and I've just been waiting for the chance to share it with you. It is a bit of, of humor, but it also does such a great job of showing us what it means to be a part of the whole, to have every person being a part of the whole, doing what they can to maintain the whole so that all will thrive. It's a commercial, and I believe it's a, from a European bus company. And this bus company is trying to convince everybody that they want you to ride the bus. But as you watch this, it's, it's two short little cartoons. Watch for the community and how they all thrive because of that. Let's watch that. Now it's still a cartoon, and it's still just a commercial. But what I love is that it shows us that they are part of a community, and working together, each person doing their part, they survived an enemy attack, whether sand crabs or penguins. But they showed us that only through peaceful unity as each individual helping the other, that that community could thrive. So is God's good news to us today. Hear it again. You are a part of God's kingdom of light and life. You are a part of this community, which is the body of Christ. How are we gonna respond? It takes work, but we're not afraid of hard work. I wanna end today by sharing a story that comes from the book that we've been looking at of Survival of the Friendliest. If you haven't read it yet, it's just fascinating. Really wonderful stuff, and it's a very easy read. But in it, our author says that he was on his way to Los Angeles. And on the plane, he sat down, he says he sat down next to this elegant woman who had a, a bob of short blonde hair. And as they began to talk, this woman shared that she was a part of an organization called People to People, in which they bring people together and allow conversation to happen. And from that conversation, there is peace. And our author said, oh, well, 
what got you into that line of work? And this woman responded, well, my grandfather, Dwight Eisenhower. I can only imagine his shock. I was on a flight back from, um, from New Orleans and I did not sit next to the granddaughter of a president. And so he said that she was really easy to talk to. And in the midst of their flight, he shared a little bit about the research that he was doing with survival of the friendliest and how this concept of being friendly has actually helped our species. And as they talked, he said to Mary, so what was it like having your grandfather be the president of the United States? And she said, you know, it was just normal. That was, that was just our family. It wasn't a big deal. But she said that she remembered one time because it was so vivid in her memory. She said it was a time when she and her other cousins, all the grandkids were together and the Russian President Khrushchev had come. And he had brought wonderful gifts and had given them to each one of President Eisenhower's grandkids. And it was in full view of the grandkids playing with this that Khrushchev and President Eisenhower were out in the balcony. When Khrushchev leaned over to President Eisenhower and said, I'm gonna see your grandkids buried. I can't even imagine. President Eisenhower got very upset, very red in the face, understandably. And he came in and with absolute anger, he removed all of the toys that had been given. And Mary said it was a, a time that still is very much alive. She held some hostility towards Khrushchev because he made her granddad angry. It was only years later that she found out what had actually happened. And it was years after that that she was at a gathering of this organization of people to people. And as they were there, they were there to honor President Eisenhower's vision with this organization. And as Mary looked around the room, she saw Khrushchev's son. And she was appalled. And she was angry. And she was upset, saying, how in the world could these organizers bring him in? Especially to this organization that is honoring her granddad. Well, the time came as it would, when Mary was introduced to Sergei Khrushchev, son. And he leaned in and he says, my dear, I hope you're not as uncomfortable as I am. And she chuckled. And the rest of the evening, they were in conversation, sharing jokes with one another, becoming friends. Mary went on to become the president 
of that organization of people to people. And I share this whole story with you so you can hear what Mary says at the very, very end. She said, I saw how my anger and hatred could be transformed into something different. How just one kind word can turn an enemy into a friend. By bringing people together, we can have peace. Just like my granddad wanted. Peace and the ability to be able to thrive. Hear it one more time. With all humility and gentleness, make every effort. Yeah, it's gonna take work. But when we do, through the power of our gracious God, we will thrive. Hear the last part of Paul's letter. But it's speaking the truth in love, we must grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Jesus Christ, from whom the whole body, all of us, joined and knit together by every ligament with which it's equipped, as each part is working properly, promotes the body's growth in building itself up in love. Let us listen to our God's voice in scripture so that together we might thrive. Thanks be to God. Amen.